Something extraordinary has happened to Judy Sizemore's closet, making it feel more like a closet. closet. An area that once caused claustrophobia now has enough space, space. space to hold all of Judy's striped boat neck sweaters. And Judy Sizemore has a lot of striped right, right. boat neck sweaters. sweaters. The Container Store Custom Closet Sale is here with up to 25% off all systems, including Alpha, through October 13th. The Container Store, where space comes from.
take his light to a world where wrong seems right what could be too great a cost sharing life with one who's lost through his eyes our love can see all the grief they bear they must hear the blessed words only we can share Amen. amen. Give the Lord a better, a better amen. MSCR UK, are you ready for what the Lord has in store for us tonight? Oh, I can't hear that you are ready for what the Lord has in store for us tonight. Amen. You know, Bishop has been in Europe. He's been in Italy preaching a very powerful camp, which... I've been so blessed by. Then he went to Switzerland. And we are the last country he's visiting on this tour. I think the best is always reserved for the last. So here in the UK, we are blessed to have our daddy here with us. On this, oh, please, I haven't finished. 
are very blessed to have our daddy here with us. You know, when God, whenever God loves you, he sends, he sends a great gift. And he sent us the gift of our own prophet and our own daddy. You know, and when a daddy comes home, I mean, are you not happy when daddy travels and daddy is coming home? It's a very nice time because daddy always comes with very nice gifts. So here in the UK, our daddy has come home here in Birmingham with a mighty round of applause. Let's welcome our prophet and our father, our evangelist, our pastor, and our teacher. Give me a better shout. I thought I would hear you shouting better. A better shout of praise as we welcome our daddy. We shout back Hallelujah. Wow. Lift your hands. Lift your hands. Father, thank you for today. What a blessing we have in your presence. Guide us by your mighty power and bless us once again with your holy word. We are grateful, Lord, in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Wow. Wonderful. Thank you. You may be seated, please. Wow. Hallelujah. We are excited to be here. And we are grateful for the opportunity. I see some people outside. Is it something happening there? Mothers. All right. All those that are mothers. Wow. Father, thank you. Beautiful. It's a blessing to be here today for this Ben MP service. I believe they told you what this service was about. Beautiful, exciting, nice, mood-changing partners. Right. So, um, we are here today um, to launch and establish uh, a strong partnership with Healing Jesus Campaign. Amen. Amen. And I want us to really understand. There are so many noises and hummings going on. I don't know. Sound is very bad. Can you? Who is doing the sound and the noise? Is it possible not to have that thing? <laughs> we are in England. Things are supposed to be perfect. Yeah. 
Why are you shouting? Is it not true? Right. Now, Luke, turn with me to Luke. Chapter 15. Verse 3. And he spake this parable unto them, saying, What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he lose one of them, does not leave the ninety and nine in the wilderness and go after that which is lost until he find him. And when he hath found it, he layeth it on his shoulders, rejoicing. And when he cometh home, he calleth together his friends and neighbors saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which was lost. I say unto you that likewise joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repenteth more, more than over ninety and nine just persons which need no repentance. Hallelujah. Father, thank you for the Holy Spirit who speaks to our hearts today. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Now, I want to just um, thank you all for coming and um, spend this short time with you, sharing with you about how God sees things. Amen. Amen. You know, few people have concerns for the lost and people that don't know God. Man, most people have no concerns. Is this machine going to go off? Yeah. I'm waiting for it to go off. I hope it could go off. I'll preach short so that the room will uh, not be hot. All right? It will go off in four minutes. Okay, beautiful. Now, God has... God, God, there, is, there is a God. There is a God. God is alive. And um, we can't see him. We can't find him. Where? Ah. Now, we can't, we can't find God in the sense that we, we, we don't know how to locate him with the equipment that we have. 
as we speak. I visited the Kennedy Space Center in Orlando. And there I saw the rockets, real rockets that have been to the moon and to space. And some came back. Some didn't come back. And you see that human beings have tried hard to reach out to find what is beyond the skies and have really sought to see and to find. Now, as they went further, some of the dots in the skies they found were planets. And one of the amazing things is to discover uh, huge gas planets, you know, and to even discover that the sun is just one of the stars, is the nearest star. What we call stars, the really nearest star is a star called Proxima Centauri. It's four light years away. A light year means that if it's four light years, it means when you see it, that's what it looked like four years ago. And then you see it now. It's taking four years for you to see. So in five minutes, another four years light will get to your eyes. Then you see what it was like four years and five minutes ago. So some of the stars are 650 light years away. So that means when you see it, you are seeing what it looked like 650 years ago. It's, it's that blink you see. Blink. It's now that it has reached you 650 years ago. So it's very, very far. And the reason why you see the stars so small, when in fact they are so huge, is because they are so far away and nobody knows how to get there. Right? And, um, but they are so huge. If you were to take a plane and cross from London through Australia and come back, it would take us about 24 hours to do the whole circle on a British Airways flight, non-stop. But if you were to take the same British Airways to cross one of the stars like Regal or Betelgeuse or any of the stars you see out there commonly, it would take you 1,200 years to cross the surface of the star You'll be flying on BA for 1,200 years before you, you, you are able to go over the star. So, even though the earth is big, there's a lot of feedback here. I don't think we need all this. Yeah. Um, even though the stars look so small, right? You find out that they are so far and so huge. 
I mean, the earth will fit into Jupiter 1,000 times. And it's far, and the sun the same. 1,000 times bigger than the earth. So how much more the stars? Stars are huge. So anyway, they found so many things, but have not found God. This is the point I'm trying to make. You get it. They found so many things, but they've not found God. Now, people say they don't believe things they they can't see. Now, one of the things I found, you know, interesting when I went to the um, space center was, you know, they have a telescope called the Hubble telescope. That one is they 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 put it's not on Earth. It's a telescope in space. So they, they, they took it up and they launched it in 350 miles out into space. So it is there and it's watching a lot of things. You get it? And they have seen many things. And now this year, they are going to launch a new satellite. This is now been quite some years. And uh, they are going to launch a new satellite they call the David Webb or Webb satellite. And um, that one is going to be 900,000 miles out into space to look at things. Now, one of the, and and still they've not seen God. (laughs) Amazing. Now, what you find is that, which is very interesting, what, what they are seeing with some of the new, the new telescope is that, you know, light rays are made up of other rays apart from the ones we are seeing. So gamma rays, X-rays, electromagnetic waves. I think the art student may not understand these ones. <laughs> but... Those of you who did science can explain to those sitting by you who are art students. All right. So, these waves, now what is happening is that they they have invented things that can see those waves as well. So when they see that side, which are invisible, now they are suddenly seeing more planets and more things that they weren't seeing before. So you see the Hubble telescope is seeing this, just something. And when they use the other one, it's more things by it. More. Fantastic. And still, they have not seen God. Because God is a spirit. Yes. And when you die, you are going to go out of this world. Physically, you will turn into dust. I have exhumed dead bodies before. And you see what is left of a person. It's nothing. Actually, a man who who manages a cemetery told me that after 40 years, 
when you open the coffin, you get nothing at all. You may get fingernails, but apart from you may not see anything. Just vanishes. Yes. Amen. You, I didn't say amen. I said, I mean. I mean. Yeah. So, I'm saying that you actually vanish. You actually vanish. That's why some people don't want to wait for that. They just do cremation. It's like, look, I'm going to vanish anyway, so let me vanish now. And they put you in a little jar. I know somebody, the, mother, the father died, and when, he, when she got to the place, they had already put it, so they gave her the bottle. This is your father. So you see, you are nothing. We are nothing. And so when you die, the point is, where, what, what are you? Are you just like a piece of moving meat? You get it? Like, like beef that is alive. Or like some 40 kilos of pork that is moving. You get it? No. The Bible tells us that man is a spirit. He has a soul. He lives in a body. The Bible teaches us what you cannot find from space research. Jesus taught us clearly. That's why Jesus stands alone. Alone and different from every other person. was because he explained what science and studies and learning cannot explain. He said there was a man. He told the story of two people. A rich man and a poor man. It just happened that, actually, he told the story of three, two rich men and one poor man. The poor man was clothed in purple. I think I'm not wearing purple today. <laughs> was clothed in purple and had a lot of salt, probably boruli ulcer, most likely. Boruli ulcer. Ulcer is a sore for the art students. It's a sore. <laughs> And the Bible says that he was laid at the gate of the rich man's house. And every day, the rich man, when he had finished eating his KFC, would throw the packet over. And the poor man would catch it and eat the bones. And the poor man was suffering for many years. And the dogs were his nurses. He couldn't afford NHS. He couldn't afford anything, private hospital. So every morning, the dogs would come and lick his sores. And you know how sores are sometimes. It comes up with some liquid, some pus, some reddish, greenish, bluish liquids. And that this was very tasty to dogs. <laughs> All right. So the dogs would come every day and they would lick. Now the Bible, Jesus said, the poor man died. A 
and was carried by angels, which, by the way, with all the telescopes, no one has spotted even one angel. So it's like we are alone on earth. It cannot be. Cannot be. Even us on earth, you can see when they do the research, they find out there have been other animals. And there have been other things here before we came. Yeah. So, the poor man, Jesus described the poor man being carried. That means there was something to carry. They carried him to Abraham's bosom. So, when he got to Abraham's bosom, he checked in was given his accommodation and was started to have a good time. He didn't go there because he was poor. He got there because he knew God. Now, the rich man was having a lot of fun, had a lot of girlfriends, because when you have money, you have girls. He was drinking. Shh. He was drinking. Smoking, fooling, partying all night long. And one day he also died. And when he died, no angel was reported coming near him. Angels don't go for wicked people who don't know God. So the angels stood back and he somehow descended into hell, probably escorted by devils. And in hell, he lifted up his eyes. This is somebody who's been buried with his eyes. But he lifted up his eyes and seeth Abraham. Abraham, who has also been dead for years. So when you die, you see people that have been dead for years. And you recognize them. Because he seeth Abraham and, he saw, and, and Lazarus in his bosom. Of all people, he saw Lazarus in his bosom and said, What? Look at this guy who I've been giving my spare Nando's and KFC bones. He's in heaven and I'm perishing here. And he, he also cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me. Now, wicked people are very good at begging for mercy. You know, if a thief is robbing you, what he may do to you, but if the powers change, you see how he'll beg. So please, it's not that I was coming to attack you. We are very hungry. I beg you, don't do that. So wicked people are as good as doing evil as begging. So. He started to beg and said, Father Abraham, have I beg you, have mercy on me because I'm really suffering. I'm not used to suffering. Since I came here, it has not been easy for me. It's a new thing. Then he said, please send Lazarus because if you mention my name to Lazarus, if he will start shaking because he knows me. Send Lazarus to dip his finger in water and come and cool my tongue. 
Because I am tormented. I tell you, Father Abraham, you are a kind man. Look, you will not leave me to suffer like this. He said, have mercy on me, for I am tormented. I am tormented in this flame. Now, all these pla places, flames, torment, have not been found by the Hubble telescope, nor the new one that they are launching 900,000 miles away. Yes. And Father Abraham said, Son, remember. Remember Birmingham. Remember the UK. Remember your home. Remember the things you said. Remember the words you spoke. Remember the mockings. Your mockers will be amazed on the day of judgment. People who mock you for serving God. So Abraham said to him, Father Abraham said, No. Remember that thou in thy lifetime receivest thy good things and likewise Lazarus evil things. But now he is comforted and thou art tormented. Hmm? And here you are today, you are receiving good things. And then he went on and he said, but besides all this, even if I wanted to try for you, to transfer you, I couldn't transfer you. Because between us and you is a great gulf fixed. That means it has been put there intentionally. It has been fixed there. So that they that will pass from dance to hence cannot, neither can they pass from hence to dance. And now, the rich man who had been so successful in his business, flying from London, his, doc his doctor was in Tokyo, used to go for medical checkup in Toronto, and he'll fly to Cairo. And then he'll cross over to Copenhagen and then back to his base. Hey, he was, I mean, he was a big time guy. Yeah. Even just an x-ray, he would go to Japan. For medical care. Just an x-ray, he'll go to Japan and come. Now the, the rich man realized that Abraham was not going to change his mind. And so he started to become evangelical. And he said, Father Abraham, I have five brothers just like me. They don't believe anything. When you talk, they rubbish you. I know them because I'm, I, I was with them. We were a group. This is how we were. We behave like this. We talk like this. We mock. You know, recently I was uh, in just within this trip. I don't know whether I was in Italy or Switzerland somewhere. And I saw some people walking, uh, Swiss people or whatever. I don't know where they're from. And I just look at them and, and I just felt that these people don't believe in God. You know. But then the Holy Spirit told me that it was not always so in England or in Switzerland. I don't know where, I can't remember, but one of the places. I was just looking at ordinary people walking. They don't believe in God at all. But the Holy Spirit told me it was not so. 
60 years ago, here, you know, 60 years ago. Can I come nearer? Yeah, yeah. 60 years ago, right, that was 1950 something. Yeah. In the last, in the 60s, 50s, 60s, 70s, Billy Graham had a crusade in England at Wembley. Whole Wembley was full. Full of English people. Not full of Nigerians or full of Ghanaians. Yes, I'm saying full of English people, original English people. Yes. You see, we hadn't had, shh, no, listen. Because you would think that Christianity is an immigrant thing. Or it's something for Ghanaians, Nigerian, Kenyans, people, Zimbabweans, people whose countries are not working. Yes. Yes, you may have that feeling. But you, what you realize is that the people in this country who have set God aside is a recent phenomenon. It's not something that has been there all these years. In fact, William Booth, the founder of the Salvation Army, he died in 1904. His funeral was 1904, 1902, 1904. And his funeral in London, not virtually this century, was attended by 150,000 people came to pay their respects at his casket. 150 English people. Not Nigerians. No, Nigerians were not here. Ghanaian was not here. Zimbabwean or Kenyans were not here. Congolese were not here. Yes, English people. William Booth, the founder of Salvation Army. This was a very religious country until the last, just the last 50 years. So it looks like the curse is working in these last 50 years. But it's not something that the, the people of Europe have been the greatest believers. If you like, I'll give you an experiment. Sit on Euro, Euro train and go to France and close your eyes and just look through the window like this and count steeples, church buildings. Just count one, two, three, as you drive through France, as you go through France. Just be count one, two, three, four, five, six. You, it, the whole country is littered with churches. Yes. So don't think that, don't think that uh, this something immigrant. You, many people have believed in God. Charles Darwin has introduced one of the most absurd theories, which need faith. Actually, that is where you need faith to believe that this world came into existence by chance. You know, it's, it's one of the most amazing things that have believed. But now today, a lot of amazing things have believed. You know, so the rich man, back to the rich man, was now becoming evangelical and asking for the poor man to be sent as an evangelist. Because, you see, in some few years to come, only one thing will be important. Are you in heaven or hell? You know this ship that was lost? I think either the Titanic or one of these ships was lost. You know, after they were looking for the um, people who, were, who died. And everybody's relative was scrambling to find 
You know, because some got into the lifeboats. You see, they had lifeboats, but not enough lifeboats. And the water was very cold. The water was freezing. So you go into the, the water. Everybody, everybody who went into the water froze. So when they actually came to the sh- ship, everybody was frozen in the water. And there were few lifeboats and a few people in the lifeboats. So they were waiting, I think, somewhere in England. And there were, you know, there were, there, were, there, were two lists, there were two lists, you know. Not a list of those who were rich, those who were poor, those who had immigrant papers, those who had uh, education, those who had masters, those who had... There were two lists only, two lists, saved and lost. Yes. Saved and lost. There were only two lists for that ship. Saved and lost. And the only thing that mattered at that point was saved, lost. Is, is your name in the saved list or the lost list? Yeah. So, a, a, time, is, a time is going to come where only two, two things will be important. Whether your name is in the saved list or the lost list. It's just a matter of time. In fact, that day is coming sooner than you think. And that day is going to come for everybody here. Only two things, one thing will matter, whether you're on the saved list or the lost list. It's the only thing. I mean, well, you, must, you married, you didn't marry, you had a child, you had three children, you went to school, you didn't go to school, you went up, you went down, you were living in the poor place, in the rich place. Nothing will have any relevance at all. Saved, lost. Two things. Yeah. So, you find that Jesus told this story and, and, and he was trying to let us know the reality of what is behind the Hubble telescope and what is behind, what space cannot find. That indeed there is a world and a realm and a place that you can't see. Now, when he asked the rich man, uh, the rich man asked, Jesus, uh, asked a Father Abraham to send Lazarus. He said, no, no. No sending from here. No sending from here, no. We don't send dead people. You know, supposing I came to preach you and I said, well, I want to tell you something, you know. Uh, three weeks ago, I died. I was dead for 28 <laughs> minutes. Or I was dead for two hours. I was taken to the mortuary. I, I came back to life. And this is what happened. And so on. Many of you will be looking at me. This man is beginning to hallucinate. Eh? <laughs> so God, God yes, you, and, and there are many things that could, hallucinations, I mean, there's a psychiatrist here, you hallucinations, delusions, all kinds of things. You, you just ascribe that to me and you start diagnosing me. Is this schizophrenia? Is it a, a bipolar syndrome? What is wrong with him? But last week he looked normal, now he, does, he looks abnormal. So, Jesus, Father Abraham said, no traveling of no dead man to no Nero. Listen to the prophets that are there on the ground. Yes, listen to the prophets that are there on the ground. And if you are not prepared to listen to the prophets that are on the ground, then it's too bad. Huh? Yes. 
So now here we are. And what am I talking about? I'm talking about something you cannot see. But it's interesting, eh? Human beings continue to discover more and more things they've never seen. For instance, you know, the things that cause disease. We have bacteria, we have parasites, we have viruses. You know, a bacteria, you can use a little microscope like this and look under. You take sore throat, you know, somewhere, anywhere that has infection, any, any place, in your skin, anywhere. And you just look under, you can see the bacteria. Streptococcus, Staphylococcus, and so on. Art students, don't worry. <laughs> now, you should, you should thank God. If I was an art student, I would really be facing science students. And I'll not tell you what I'll say about science students. It's up to you to find out our weaknesses. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. But these bacteria can be seen. But, and, 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 and parasites can be seen, like malaria parasites. You can see them. Bacteria are different from parasites. But then we have viruses. Viruses are very small. Viruses are what cause common cold, hepatitis, Ebola, HIV. They are very, very small. And so small that they needed a huge gadget called an electron microscope to look at. And an electron microscope could be as big as two or three stories high. I don't know how big it is now. I'm sure they've made smaller ones. But huge. Just to look at a little thing. So they, and they had to invent that to see it. Yeah. So now this telescope, they had to send one into space to see more things. And now the new one they've made is, is seeing even more. And they're seeing the gamma rays and the electromagnetic waves and the other waves. So human beings keep on seeing a little more of what they haven't seen for years. It was there all along. You didn't know. You are nobody. You see, you are nobody. You didn't know no NATO. You don't know nothing. You don't know NATO, man. You don't know NATO. What is NATO? You don't know NATO. So human beings keep on finding out a little bit more, a little bit more, and then each time they find a little bit more, and they're so proud, say so many big things, have such an attitude, you know, and, and so arrogant. But I tell you, and I warn you, because it's just the last 50 years, eh? the last 50 years that's happened to Europe like this. Yes, it's just in the lie. It's not, a, it's not been, it is not the pattern of, this, these are countries where witches used to be burnt. It's this country that brought up the laws on homosexuality. They are created here, outlawing all these things. It is from here. Yes, there are laws that are spread all over the Commonwealth countries. We just copy all the laws. Criminal, criminalizing things. So this is, this is just a recent thing that people don't believe in God. Yes. And it's also a wave that will pass. People will start believing God again. Yeah. Yes. Amen. So dear friends, I'm here today 
Not to talk about what you can see. <laughs> I'm not here to talk about what, what you can find in a, mic- a microscope. I'm not here to talk about the things that are studied in schools. I'm here to talk about eternal things and about a God whom we still can't discover or find in a microscope or through scientific studies. Hallelujah. And to follow this God, you need faith and you need belief. It's like putting your bet on a horse. Yes. And say, I hope you win. Yes. But you can't tell. And faith is like that. You just have to say, I think and believe you will win. And I put my life, my money, and my everything on this. And I, I hope that it is the case. And I believe that it is the case. And I put my life, my money, my everything on the fact that God is alive. Jesus is the son of God. Jesus died for my sins. I put all my backing, all my money, all my everything on that belief. Yes. Hallelujah. And my my belief is that one day I will discover that I backed the right horse. Yes. I backed the right horse. Yes. How many are going to back that horse as well? Yes. Beautiful. Now, the God whom I am serving, in his word, he gave us what is important to him. And he said in his word, I say to you that there shall be joy in heaven over one sinner that repenteth more than more than 99 just persons which need no repentance. Yeah. Now, the church today, right, you know, when you are working and there is an important person, try to please the important person. Yes. Very important how to work. Because the important person can decide things about you in his room. When he's wee-weeing, he can think about you and take a decision about you. Yes, you'll be shocked. There was no board meeting. There was no, it was whilst he was wee-weeing that he thought about you and took a decision. Hey! Yes. So, what does what pleases God? Is it our churches with 99? He's happy with it. The 99. He's happy with it. There is, there is, there is happiness. God, God loves us and God is happy. To, the conventions we have, the proton conventions, the revivals, the things we do to stir ourselves up, God is happy about it. But, <laughs> there is so much joy in heaven far more far more far 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 more over one convert far 
than 99 people who are being blessed in a revival or a convention. Yeah. Far. You know, I, I have a lot of people that also work in the church, work for some work for me directly, indirectly. You know, and I know how I think and how people work. Everybody works differently. And I will advise you, if you are working and you see that this person is important, know how to work for the person. Don't tell the person what is good. Have I told you the story of a one Publius? It was a Roman, uh, Roman uh, general or so. Anyway, he was in one city. There was another city. And he wanted to attack the city that was next door. So he sent his, um, an assistant to go to the next town. And there were some ships there. And he, the ships have this high, these rods, like masts. And he, and he told them, go and get one. And he showed him the one that he wanted. So when the man went to the next town, he came back. And then he brought a different one from what the man asked for. And when he came, he came and explained. And he came with an engineer and explained that this one is better than the one you wanted. So the Roman Publius something, I forget the details of his name, listened to the story and became I don't know the word incensed as the man was explaining. He said, but I told you this is what I wanted. He said, no, no, that's not, that's not what is necessary. It's not good. This is good. And he said, no, but I said I want. He said, no, but this is good. Based on this, and he brought calculation. When he finished, he asked the man to be stripped and flogged <laughs> to death. Yes. And he sent somebody else to go and get what he had asked for. Yes. I mean, it's a lesson in working for people and coming what you think they need and what you think is good for them. Yes. Learn it. Anyway, let's come to God. What do you think is good for God? God, is good for you that you should have this and this and that. You can't decide for God what is nice to God. I hope you get what I'm saying. You can't say to God, this is good. Have this, have this in the church. This is a good choir, dancing stars, this and that. You can't say to God what is good. You should accept it. Don't be silly. Let's be serious. God has decided what he likes. Yes. And he says that if there's 99 people that are stable, look, he's far, happy, far, far, far happier for one person to be saved. Far than a church. That is sitting there. Yes. Yes. And you cannot change it. All the conventions were. So that means that you can have a convention hundred of reviving something. What are the conventions that have been 
celebration of this miracle of that and a castle of this anniversary convention thanksgivings more than you can carry deliverances of whatever prophetic guidance and so on and the winning of a soul souls God is saying eh, that he is happier with that so winning than this church things that you are doing. So, come here, uh, just uh, bring the oil. Receive it now. One, two, take it. Three, four, five. And somebody is coming to Jesus. Which of the two activities? I'm not saying, I'm not saying those things are not important. I do them. You think I don't have oil? I have oil. Yes. I believe in oil, even up to the point of drinking oil. Yes. Huh? I have horns. I have everything. I believe in oil, even up to the point of drinking. I don't see why you shouldn't drink it. Yes. I mean, I don't, I don't make people drink oil, but I'm saying that I'm explaining to you that I believe in it. Yes. It's not a small thing. But I'm, I am telling you what makes God happy by far. Now, sit down, sit down. Let me tell you. You see, I have people that work. So, I know what I'm saying. People like to choose for you what you should like. Yes. Now, is it not interesting that we have a thousand different types of church program on television? But rare, few people, you see, after Bonky is gone, uh, Billy Graham is gone, few people are evangelists or evangelizing. Yes, few few. People don't want to go and win a soul, go on a mission. I mean, what I want to mention, we're talking, I want to do, we are in the prosperity. So, I'm not here to talk about what I think. And you're not here to listen to anything about human things. You are here to listen to things about God. What God says about things. And you either believe it or you don't believe it. I, I don't know what you believe. You have to believe God's things. He said, likewise, there is joy, heaven, God, what he's happy with, what he likes, for one sinner to be saved. You know, as I was at the first love camp, this last couple of days, I was seeing and listening to testimony after testimony. And as I was looking, you know, there's only one thing I felt that the Holy Spirit is here. Yes, God is here. The changes and the conversions, I just felt the Holy Spirit was working. Yes. And that's why the Holy Spirit is given. Holy Spirit is only given for salvation. Holy Spirit is not given for falling down. So, oh, that man of God is very anointed. The whole place was covered from here to here. Everybody, there were people on the floor. The spirit was moving. There were, the people were on the floor everywhere. Glory, there was glory in the house. There was glory, there was glory. 
Listen. Acts 1.8. Look at Acts 1.8. You shall receive power. After the Holy Ghost comes. And after the Holy Ghost comes, what's going to happen? You shall be witnesses unto me. Witnesses. Talking about Jesus. So when the church is full of the Holy Spirit, when the church is full of the Holy Spirit, you have salvations, pure salvations. Many, 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 many people saved. Many, many people saved. And you find many, many blessings because people are saved. Yes. In Luke chapter 15, verse 8, what woman having ten pieces of silver, if she loses one piece, does not light a candle, sweep the house, and seek diligently till she find it? When she has found it, she calleth her friends and her neighbors together, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the peace which I had lost. Likewise, I say to you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner that repenteth. Yeah. Amen. Amen. You know, the Bible is telling us what brings joy to God. And how many want God to be in a good mood? Even children, they know when to come and ask their parents for things. The wise children, they time their parents, they say, he's in a good mood. Let's go and ask him for, let's go and ask him whether we can go here. And when they come, I say, oh, yeah, yeah, you can go, you can go. Or if he's on the phone, they say, you know, oh, yeah, yeah, you go, go, I'm on the phone. Yeah, you can have it, you can have it. (laughs) True or not true? Yeah. Never when, when somebody is not in a good mood or there's a lot of pressure. You should be careful. I mean, you should be careful around me when I'm under pressure. Yes. You should be careful. All right? But you may not know when I'm under pressure because when a goat is sweating, you cannot see. Are you listening to me? Now, there is, when a woman has lost her peace and she finds it, I remember one lady, she told me she was bathing and then her wedding ring came off and, and fell off. Kung, 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 and it was gone. Yeah, it went down. It went down. She was looking for it. She was looking, looking. You see, and so if you lose it and then you find it. Ah, ah, I found it. And that kind of joy, what is God, God is saying, like, there's that kind of relief Enjoy for one soul. Yes. For this soul, God gives so much and does so much. He gives the Holy Spirit. Not for oil, water, handkerchiefs, and towels in the church. Yeah, but you see, when you do that, you, you see, if you're a pastor, you, you can get people to give money. Those who are going to give 100 come, I see, I see an open door. And there's a prophetic face. You want to make God happy with you? 
You want to make God like you? Read your Bible. He has told us exactly what will make him happy. And that's why Healing Jesus campaign is very important. In fact, it's so important that at the beginning of this year, God spoke to me on how to intensify and continue, like, to press it to the ultimate of evangelism. Oh, yes. That's why we haven't started, uh, we haven't started any crusade this year because of so many things that we are doing to change the crusade into another gear that will not stop. Hallelujah. That's why we haven't had anything to say. Yes. He told me that that's the flower. He said, that's the flower of your ministry. Yes. He told me that's the flower of your ministry. It's the, the nice part. I said, really? Really? It's the nice part. What's the nice part? I thought the nice part was this. I said, no, that's the nice part. That's the nice, nice, attractive part. Now, why do butterflies go and land on the flowers? And so that's the nice part of the tree. Everywhere else is green and hard. That's what the Bible speaks of the flower of her age. When a lady is in the flower of her age, that's the part that she's nicest. It's the part that she's most cheerful. It's the part that she's prettiest. It's the part that she's more flowing. It's the part that she giggles. It's the part that she will flow in many things. Yes. But when she passed the flower of her age then you see that she she doesn't flow anymore they are not happy anymore there's no joy anymore there's no smile anymore there's no hug anymore they don't kiss anymore they don't touch anymore they don't text anymore they don't talk anymore they are not close anymore. Hey! But when they are at the flower of the age, oh, you see them talking, smiling, chatting, hugging, touching, kissing, kaba shakayabala. Yes. Are you still around? So God, God is telling us, amen? And he told me that that's the nice part of you, of me, Doug, Hewitt Mills. That's the nice part of my ministry. It's the evangelism. It's the, it's the part that he is attracted to. That's why sometimes when a lady passes a certain age, she knows that she not easily gets somebody to marry her. Because she's past the flower. She's past the cheerful part. She's past the happy part. Because you see, your attitudes also grow old. Yes. When, when your cheerfulness has grown old, it becomes uncheerful. Straight, straight face. Like a straight gate. Are you here or you are leaving? You are here. Yeah. So, 
How many want us to go more into the flower so that God can like be attracted? Like he may just zero in on us and start to love us. That's why boys will zero in on one girl. Sometimes you have as many as 14 brothers. Zeroing in on one. It's because, it's because of the flower. So we want to have a lot of angels, God's power, God's grace, zeroing in on us. Why? Because of the flower, the evangelism, the soul winning. Yes. That's the nice part. It's so important to God. Deuteronomy chapter 11. You people are blocking the view of uh, the others. Those at the back, they don't stand anymore. They don't clap anymore. They don't flow anymore. They are not happy anymore. Please let them go back to their chairs. You people are blocking the, the people there. There's nobody behind you. Sit down, then sit on the floor if you don't understand that. Then it means I cannot come downstairs. Are you people from a camp or something? You see now. You are obstructing others. All right. Now, shh. I am speaking about what makes God happy. Yes. When he sees you, his mood will change. When he thinks of you, he'll start smiling. There are some people, when you think of them, you just get angry. You know, there are some people, when I think of them, the first thought that comes to my mind is a demon. It's true. It's true. This myself is a demon. Yeah. May that thought never be about you, Jesus' name. God forbid. Now, shh, quiet. If you, if you are here, you need to be very quiet. Or I will have to ask you to go. All right. Now, are you listening? Deuteronomy chapter 11. Verse 14. What does he say? Uh, let's look at from like verse 9 or 10. Yeah, verse 11, the 10, verse 10. Yeah, beautiful. Now, this is what God is saying. I want you to see this as a prophecy. We're coming to the end of our little time here. Listen. It says, for the land, whither thou goest in to possess it, 
is not as the land of Egypt. Okay? From whence you, you came out, where thou sowest thy seed and waterest it with thy foot as a garden of herbs. Now, those of you who have been to Israel or Egypt, there's a difference. Egypt got their water from the river Nile. They actually have a certain gadget that they used to tap the water from the Nile. So when God was taking the children from Egypt to Israel, he told them that where I'm taking you is different. It's different. Okay? All right. Just give me one channel, and when I, I go through my channel, I'm okay. All right. Back to my verse. Are you watching this beautiful verse? Now, what is he saying? Continue verse 11. He says, but the land, whether you go to possess it, is a land of hills and valleys. It's different from Egypt. It drinks water from the rain of heaven. Yes. So, you, you, you've been used to getting water from the Nile. But now, it's, it's going to come from heaven. Yes. Then verse 12. It says, A land which the Lord thy God careth for. The eyes of the Lord thy God are always upon it from the beginning of the year even to the end of the year. Alright? Beautiful. And then, And it shall come to pass that if you shall hearken diligently to my commandments which I command you this day to love the Lord your God and to serve him with all your heart and with all your soul, that what's going to happen? I will give you the rain of your land in his due season. All right? And what is that going to do? What is the rain of your land in his due season? What is it going to do? Amen. Is going to give you the land, the rain, that thou mayest gather in thy corn, thy wine, and thine oil. Wow. And I will send grass in thy fields for thy cattle, and thou mayest eat and be full. Now back to verse 14. All through the Bible, you see this phrase, early rain and latter rain which I believe you all know is the Holy Spirit, isn't it? Now, why does he give the rain? For gathering in the three harvests, corn, wine, oil. Wine comes from the grapes, the vines, and the corn is the corn, and the oil is from the olive trees. These are the three main harvests in Israel. And the, if you go to Israel, you'll find that there are, we don't have four seasons like we have. We don't have spring, winter, all that. We have two seasons really. It's rain and it doesn't rain. So the early rain comes in around uh, September. And then the latter rain comes in around the Passover, which is Easter time. So the early rain comes. It's all dry. 
Then any rain comes, then you plant seeds, softens the ground, then it has a period to grow. Then the latter rain comes in around this Easter time, and it's a strong rain, and it pushes things to the harvest. So, God was pointing out to them that this is new land and a new way. And I'm going to do something. I'm going to give rain. But the rain has only one reason. For harvest. Harvest. And look at it in verse 14. He said, I will give you the rain so that you gather in. That's the Holy Spirit. So, you see, God said, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. All right, you shall receive power after the Holy Spirit comes. And what's going to happen? Happiness and fun. You know, Derek Prince said something. Derek Prince, an English man. He died six days after Kenneth Hagin. Or six days before Kenneth Hagin. They died in the same one week. Great spiritual men and men don't die by accident. There's a reason. Yes. Within a week, you were all gone. Yes. And Derek Prince said that there are two groups of Christians, and most Christians fall into one group. They don't know why the Holy Spirit was given. They feel the Holy Spirit was given for a bless me party. But the Holy Spirit is only given for one thing. Salvation. For the harvest. Yes. So if we are a church that claims to have the Holy Spirit, then it must be a church that is oriented 100% towards the harvest. Amen. Now, prophets and men of God believe that the early rain has already fallen and the latter rain has also fallen. The early rain was when Jesus went away and the Holy Ghost came on the day of Pentecost. And through that, 3,000 people. You see, when the Holy Spirit came that day, 3,000 were saved. The Holy Spirit always brings salvation, pure salvation. Straight. That's the effect. The effect of the Holy Spirit is the harvest. The effect of the rain is just for the harvest. That's why it comes in. So when the Holy Spirit came, Thousands were saved on the day of Pentecost and the days after. But since then, there has not been a major worldwide outpouring of the Holy Spirit till 19, actually on the first day of 1900. And then uh, around 1904, which is around the time that William Booth died, where the Azusa Street revival happened and the Holy Spirit fell in California, but spread to the whole world. The whole world was affected by that Holy Spirit. That's what people believe was the latter rain because it sparked off a worldwide... Oh, there have been other little rains. Like if you go to Israel, there's rain in between. Here, there, here, there. But the main one, it comes at a point. At a point. That's the latter rain. And the main one comes at the point, is the early rain. So this Holy Spirit that came on Azusa gave birth to all the salvations, assemblies of God, Pentecost church, holiness churches, Pentecostals, apostolic churches, all over the world. They all came from 1900. But between 1900 and the year 00 when the Holy Ghost came, there has been few things. Most more here and there may be William Booth in England, this one here, this one, very little. 
but worldwide, it was 190. So it is now the time for harvesting. Now, Satan's strategy is simple. Tell people half truths. Tell people half of the truth. When you say prosperity is what we need and what God is going to give us, it's half of the truth. Because, because the thing about half truth is that it's true. <laughs> but it's half. <laughs> it's true, but it's half. Anybody who preach about money, God is bringing money abundant. It is true. It's not not. It's not not true, but it's half of the truth. Half truths are very dangerous. Yes. So that's what the devil told to what's his uh, name, Adam, and he said, Ah, God knows that you will be like God and you will know everything. It's true. But it's half of the truth. The other half is all that we are seeing. The diseases, the cancers, the problems, the death. It's it's another another side. There's another side to it. There's another side. Recently, I was at a funeral here. And as I was driving out of the cemetery, I was looking at the rows of graves. And I said, hey, Eve you have really brought us to a difficult place. True. She believed half, the half truth. So the church has believed half truth and become barren. The preaching about riches, prosperity, I wish above all things, it is true, but it's half. Maybe even less than half. Yes. Half-truths are dangerous. Satan's temptation of Jesus were all truths but half-truths. But Jesus, you couldn't couldn't defeat him with these half-truths. Yeah. It's like preaching. Preaching about marriage and all that. Most people preach half-truths. Most marriage seminars are half-truths. Most most things are half-truths. Yes. That's why when I wrote my book on the beauty and the peace of mind, I said that this, I said this is not a balanced book. It's not intended to be a balanced book. No. It's talking about a side that is silence. It's a silence on. It's not intended to be a balanced. If you want a balanced book of marriage, you have to get another book. But my book is not intended to be a balanced book on marriage. Yes. I'm talking about the beauty and the beast. And the, and the pastor. And how many pastor's wives are beastly. Very beastly. You can ask. They, they may not tell you on this side, but on eternity. They will tell you. Yes. Many, many are. Many. Yeah. Because... Most pastors will not want to divorce, no matter what. Yeah, it's like, oh, let's be in it like that. We should just be there. Shh, yeah. Most of the ugliness of Christian wives is found in pastors' wives. They are are the beastly ones. Yes. Beastly, proper. I've never seen a divorce, man of God, that wasn't the, the woman's fault. Yes. No, I'm telling you. 
It's amazing. And it's, it's a side that is side. People are afraid to talk about it. And even me, for me to talk about it, I had, I had to be brave. Yeah. I had to be brave. I needed courage. Uh, they don't kiss anymore. They don't talk anymore. They are not happy anymore. They don't flow anymore. They don't chat anymore. They don't, they are not excited anymore. Hey! Anyway, shh, that is not the topic. We are talking about pure evangelism. But there are always some side comments that help. Instead of being a help, they have become a test. Are you a help meet or a test meet? Anyway, back to the topic. Now, Proverbs chapter 10, let's look at verse 5. Beautiful. He that gathereth in summer is a wise son. But he that sleepeth in harvest is a son that causeth shame. Wow. It's harvest time, church. I said it's harvest time. It's time for soul winning. It's time for soul winning right here in England. I said it's time for soul winning right here in England. It's harvest time. It's time for soul winning all over the world. It's time to make God happy and stop begging for money. Yes. It's time to stop begging for money and start making God happy. Yes. You can't find a group of people that are always talking about money and are always poor. If you were to ask options, there is a group that always talk about money and are always poor and in debt. The following options, number one, school. Number one, uh, hospitals. Number three, Banks, number four, churches, number five, shops. Which one will you, which one is it? Number four is churches. Yes. Choose, choose which one. Always talking about money, don't have money. Always preaching about money, begging for money, asking for money, don't have money still. Choose the option. One, two, three, four. Hospitals, shops, schools, banks, churches. E, churches, E. Which one is it? It's E. It's churches, churches and pastors. Always money, 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 money. Preaching, our topic is money, how to get money, how to prosper, how to make it, how to do the, how to do. We have gone as far as to say that Jesus spoke more about money than anything else. I mean, if you want to tell a lie, find something believable and, and tell it. Don't start saying strange things. 
You know? So, we must flow and we must accept what Jesus says is, makes God happy. Jesus, these are the words of Jesus, just like you believe John 3, 60, these are the words of Jesus that there is far, look, happiness in heaven with angels, God, over just salvation than this 99 gathered who have been poured oil on, mantles are given to them, oil, breathing, <laughs> mantles, breathing, scriptures, new Bibles, new songs, new hymns, new dances, new everything. If you want to make God happy, you want to make God give you money and give you the things that you need without even asking. You just, you just smile and say, you, want, you need this, isn't it? take this. You don't even ask. God knows what you need before you ask. Let's stop being beggars and let's start trying to learn the strategy of doing well, which is just please the one and find what he likes. You can't, for- wait, look, you cannot force me to like the food you like. I mean, you married somebody, the person says, I want to eat owls too. Do you know owls? I want to eat owl stew. That's what he wants to eat. Owl stew and potatoes. And he wants to see the face of the owl. With the big eyes. You know, years ago, I used to go and buy fish with Bishop Saki. And he, he, he would tell me, he told me, that I like the head. <laughs> and I said, you are not serious. He said, that is what I like. We, we used to argue. He said, he wants the head, especially the eyes. <laughs> I said, no, it's not true. He said, that's what I like. And you see, you cannot force... You cannot force me to like the eye. Even if you give me the eye, I will start fasting. That is what somebody likes. You have to accept it and flow. So I was forced to give him the head. I mean, we buy and then he takes the head and then I I take the rest. (laughs) Can you force somebody? You see somebody eating... One day I took an American somewhere to go and eat jollof rice. And there was, there was, when he started eating, he started rubbing the top of his head. I said, what? He said, he said, my head is sweating. My head is sweating. He said, my head is sweating. I told him it is nice. He said, no, my head is sweating. His head sweated. And he went and told so many people that I've given him some fire to eat. (laughs) Ah. And there was no pepper in it, but he said there was pepper in it. So, you see, you cannot force something into somebody, say, have this. 
No. We can't force God to have anything. Say, have me like this. For me, I have decided what makes God happy. What makes God happy? I want to do it. And that's so winning. Wow. Yes. It makes him happy. Yes. I want to I want to I want to tell you God is going to use you here in England to save me. I'll advise you to rather have an outreach than a convention. Yes. I I will I will rather I'll advise you to rather have an outreach than to have a convention. Yes. I'll advise you to give yourself to winning souls and reaching out to people than just re-staring up yourself on the same things over and over again. Yes. I'll advise you. I'll suggest to you, have breakfast meetings, have concerts. I'll advise you, go on the streets and bring, lead people to Christ. I'll advise you to pray for souls. I'll advise you to go out there. Don't think that anybody will not listen. Believe that God will use you and God will use you to win many souls. Yes. Yes. I I want to tell you, the Holy Spirit has been given not to make us into a bless me club. The Holy Spirit has been given to us for just the harvest. The rain is for harvest. Says, I'm taking you to a land where the water comes from heaven. And it will come and give you the corn and the oil and the wine. So now the Holy Ghost has come on me. I believe I have the Holy Spirit. Do you have the Holy Spirit? Then you are an evangelist. Yes. You are an evangelist. You are an evangelist. You are an evangelist. Amen. And God is going to bless you. Second Timothy chapter 4, verse 1. Now listen. The last words of somebody, how many will agree are important words? Hey, people, people fear last words. True or not true? Oh yeah. People fear last words. Jesus' last words were, go ye into all the world. You will go and read Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. All the last, just go. Preach. Yeah. You know, one day one of our pastors died. But you know, he was sick before he died for some time. So, before he died, he had time to give his last words. Yeah. On different things. So, when he died, his family was informed and they came for the body. And uh, we said, Oh, he's our pastor. I said, No, no, no. He's maybe a pastor, but he's this, this, that. So we are doing this. I said, ah, okay. Then somebody brought a tape, a recording, a recording of his last words. In his last words, he said, When I die, my body should be given to Bishop Darkey Ward Mills. To Bishop Saki and this bishop, he said, whatever they decide should be followed. I should be taken here. They should decide everything about me. Now, meanwhile, the family have taken him out already. When they heard the last word, they said, hey, come for. Uh, uh, this. 
You don't want any trouble. People are afraid of last words. Oh. Somebody's dying, has given his last words. You are going to change it. Someone said to me, his father died, and he said to me, I said, when are you going to bury? I said, my father should have been buried in a village far away. He said, but some people came and said that he has put something in their mouth. I said, what is the meaning of put something in their mouth? He said, he, has to, he told them something before he died. So I said, what is it? They said, they told him that my son should decide everything. His son was a pastor. But shouldn't be taking the essential. So everybody was afraid. And th- those people, they don't joke with their. Oh! <laughs> last words. I said last words. Last words. When we go to Israel. We are going to go to the last word center. That's the Mount of Olives. When Jesus stood there and he said, go. Go to the world. Samaria, Judea. And then he went up. And as they stood on the Mount of Olives, an angel came and said, why are you standing and looking up at the one who's gone? He will come back in the same way. But just as he was about to take off on, Kennedy Space Center cannot show the electricity that he used to go up. Now, now, Jesus went up. But his last words, go, preach my gospel. Every creature, all nations, most parts of the earth. Don't stop. I want to do it. With you or without you? Yes. I say, with you or without you? Yes. Yes. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Paul also had last words. People don't know he had last words. Had, Paul also had a great commission. Look at it. 2 Timothy 4, verse 1. What's the last words of Paul to Timothy? It's t- Timothy. Chapter 4. I charge you, therefore, who shall judge the dead? And the quick. Verse 2. Preach the word. Preach. Preach my word. Be instant in season, out of season. Rebuke, reprove, exalt. So preach the word. Verse 3. The time will come they will not listen to sound doctrine. But after their own desires for riches, for money, for marriage, for children, they will heap up to themselves teachers having itching ears. And they will turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. Are you watching? Verse 5. But watch thou in all things. Do the work of an evangelist. Make full proof of your ministry. And then, as soon as he said, do the work of an evangelist and make full proof of your ministry, the next thing he says, I'm ready to die. It's finished. I've finished talking. This is my last comment I have to make 
do the work of an evangelist. Goodbye. Good night. So, brothers and sisters, I want to encourage you. No, I, I, I don't want to encourage you just to give money to support. I want you to be an evangelist. Yes. I, I want us to cover the whole of the UK and wherever you may be with Jesus Christ and him crucified. Everybody must know. Everybody must know. Hallelujah. Stand to your feet. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for this opportunity that you've given to us. Bless our lives. Touch us in a special way. As every head is bowed and every eye closed, if you are here today and you want to give your life to Jesus, maybe somebody invited you here, but you don't know Jesus. I want to give you the chance. If you want to give your life to Jesus and you want to say, Pastor, please pray with me. I don't want to go to hell. I want to go to heaven. I want Jesus to save me and make me a new person. If you are here like that, wherever you are, whoever you are, just raise up your right hand and I'm going to pray with you quickly. God bless you. Lift it up high. Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. I see all your hands. God bless you. If you've lifted your hand, just come to me in the front here. Make your way here. Come right here. Come. You lifted your hand. Come. All right. You lifted your hand. Come. Come. I want Jesus. Now, they can put on the air conditioner now. If they can put it back on. Yeah, before we are grilled or boiled. Come to Jesus. Let me pray with you. Come. 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 Now, don't walk around. Don't move around now. Please stay, stay where you are. Stay. No movement. Please, please, please don't lose control of what you are doing. God is saving all these people. And if you are here, you want to join them, come. I'm giving you a chance. If you think people have always not believed in God, it's a new thing. It's just a recent thing. Most of the people of this country have believed in God over the years. It's just the recent group. Lift your hand and let me pray with you. Say after me, Jesus. Close your eyes. Say, Jesus. Please forgive me for my sins. I open my heart. I receive you, Lord Jesus, as my Savior. Please write my name. In the book of life, I accept Jesus as my master, my savior, and my Lord. Please write my name in the book of life. Please wash my sins away with the blood of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. From today, from today, I belong to God, I belong to Jesus. And I will serve Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for touching me, for saving me today. I thank you. I love you. I praise you. Jesus, you are my Lord. 
words, you are my king. Thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Beautiful. Jess, it's happening. Whoa, Tina, what are you doing in my car? Space is here now. No closet will be left behind. Did you say closet? Yes, the Container Store custom closets are up to 25% off. It doesn't matter the size or shape. Space is coming to them all. You're not serious. Space isn't a joke, Jess. How long do we have? Through October 13th. All right, buckle up. The Container Store Custom Closet Sale is here with up to 25% off all systems, including Alpha. The Container Store, where space comes from. Jess, it's happening. Whoa, Tina, what are you doing in my car? Space is here now. No closet will be left behind. Did you say closet? Yes, the Container Store Custom Closets are up to 25% off. It doesn't matter the size or shape. Space is coming to them all. You're not serious. Space isn't a joke, Jess. How long do we have? Through October 13th. All right, buckle up. The Container Store Custom Closet Sale is here with up to 25% off all systems, including Alpha. The Container Store, where space comes from.